This is the Fox Motorsports Supercars Podcast with your host, the Pit Lane Rogue. Welcome to the Fox Motorsport Supercars Podcast, wrapping up all the action from a very crazy Sandown 500. We had lots of drama, lots of weather problems. Uh, joined today by our regular contributor, Will Dale from Fox Do- foxsports.com.au. Welcome, Will. Hello, hello. And we're happy to be uh, joined today by our Sandown 500 winners, uh, Paul Dumbrell and Jamie Winkup. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks for having us. Always good. Now, boys, it was a... Let's get straight into it. Crazy weekend for weather. PD, co-driver race on Saturday, it hailed. I was standing in pit lane watching the rain come over and then it hailed. What was it like in that race? I think, you know, the team came on the radio. It was, it was obvious that it was starting to spit in a little bit of wet weather and the, the team came on the radio so navigating the back straight and said, you know, is it, is it wet or dry? And I, at that time, I was pretty happy with stay out, stay out and flicks. Um, you know, as I've come around the last corner, they, they made the call to come in, come to the pits, which um, you never know is going to be a right or wrong. And as I drove down pit lane and there was hail, I, I sort of absolutely said, thank God they made the call, not me, because I thought I'd be <laughs> off the track. But, um, hey, you know, who, if there's ever one place in the world where it can hail at one minute and then be sunny the next, it's going to be Melbourne. And that's how it transpired. And uh, unfortunately, it was... Um, the wrong call in hindsight, but I certainly think uh, we would make the same call uh, again every single time. Uh, you know, it's qualifying race, the, the big main race on Sunday, so um, you know, it was, uh, whilst it wasn't ideal, um, it certainly did hurt us in the end. It was a it was a good precursor to the to the main co-drivers race, but we, which was largely you know uneventful. But then we come to Sunday, and you guys were seriously on fire. You smoked. Everyone from the start all the way through, talk me through this. Talk me through Sunday's race because it was it was an absolute masterclass by by you and and Jamie for for that whole race. Yeah, uh, I think probably a lot of credit going to go to the team. You know, over the last couple of months, you know, the amount of work that's gone in behind the scenes to really turn around the performance uh, of the cars has been immense, and 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 you know, a lot of effort that goes uh, unnoticed from that point of view. Um, and to Couchy, you know, we rolled out of the truck with a really quick car and that really assists, um, you know, the preparation over the weekend. So um, I think the really positive thing is, you know, we didn't, even though we had a quick, quick car weekend, you know, we never actually stopped in trying to make it better and, and not always you get it right, but, uh, you know, Sunday's car was, was the best car that we had all weekend. So it certainly made, made our job a lot easier. And, uh, and for us in the race, it was just, you know, staying out of trouble, we got a good start, so that certainly uh, takes a bit of pressure off, um, and we were able to put our head down and have some fun. Well, it's fair to say that that uh, you and Jamie go always go well at Sandown. Jamie, what, what do you like about the Sandown circuit? Uh, yeah, just reflecting what PD said, we um, we rolled out of the truck fast and just kept improving the car as the as the weekend went on. Um, Sandown, <laughs> we joke about it because not many corners. So PD go, PD and I go good on the on the place, but not many corners. Just just to straight. We, we go right at uh, Tassie as well, but uh, no, I'm not not sure what it is. We uh, we always put in our best effort uh, at Sandown, mainly because of the history. And the uh, you know the guys guys and girls that have come before us, so um, yeah, we always always make sure we prepare well and put our best our best foot forward. I saw a stat that someone told me that if there was no safety cars, that you two would have lapped the field. 
How does that make you feel when you hear something like that? Because that's not an easy feat to do in this day and age. Uh, I think, as Peter said, just demonstrates how uh, how good the car was. Um, you know, the engineers have been just going flat stick over the last three months, especially trying to uh, trying to make make the car right. And and it's days like that when you get it when it all comes together when um, when you when you piece the the eight or nine, ten elements uh, together, um, and and the car's good, then it's uh, it's, all, it's all it's all working in your advantage. I was speaking to to our mate David Reynolds, who normally appears on the podcast with us, and he was telling us that he was watching some of your moves across the weekend, and you were kind of putting the car in places that you can't normally pass, making these unbelievable moves. It must give you really good confidence in the car to be able to to do those sort of things. Yeah, that's a nice comment from Davey, but um, oh, we were passing down the front and back straight. That's uh, that's where all the passing moves are at Sandown. But no, the car the car was quick, um, and yeah, yeah, we felt like we uh, we maximised the car's performance. It's uh, fair to say that you know, you kind of fired it off a, a warning shot midway through the year, was saying that you you hadn't unlocked the car and there was still some cool things to come. I think was the quote that you had. Are we seeing the benefits of that now, or is there still more to unlock? I think so, but yeah, you never, you, you never get the thing perfect. You know, it's uh, it's the great thing about motorsport is that battle that goes on behind the scenes, trying to trying to take the fastest car to the track, uh, and then that battle that goes on all weekend to try to uh, to try to maximise the car over the over the race weekend. So we got that pretty close at Sandown, which was fantastic, and um, you know we that. that the, uh, to, to have to have our name on the trophy is a, is a fantastic feeling, but um, we've now recovered from that, and now it's all eyes forward to uh, to Bathurst in a couple of weeks' time. Sure. So, do you think you've got a, a handle on how the the ZB operates? Because I know that even though SVG came out and you know won both races at Clipsal, you kind of had a, a period trying to set, find out the sweet spot and still trying to set it up. Do you think you've got all that settled now? You know, the reality is the ZB is not much different to the to the previous car. Um, you know, we we have we have changed the aerodynamics a little bit. Um, we've you know we've taken a bit off the front and put it on the rear, but really there's not a huge amount different. It just uh, it, I think we lost our way a little bit me- mechanically. Um, you know, towards that you know just after after Adelaide, um, but we've certainly been able to sort of get back on track the last three or four rounds, and um, it doesn't guarantee anything. Come, come Bathurst and at the end of the year, but, uh, you know, it's great to get some results, the hard work that we've, we've put in. Did you, I know all you guys were kind of spread throughout the field. I know, you know, Lounsey was, was a couple of positions away and, you know, SVG started from 11th, uh, on Sunday. Did you guys get together on Saturday night and all have the same setup? Because all those, all three of the AAA cars were rocket ships come Sunday and you, and you locked out the podium, which is, uh, no easy feat. Yeah, we did. We did what we always do, and um, after every session, we come together and, and we discuss what was good and bad for each car. And each engineer has got free will to go in their go in their own direction. So while the cars weren't the same on Sunday, they were fairly close as they always are. Um, it'd be silly not to not to align ourselves because the end of the day, someone one of those three cars is has has the best setup, and the other and the other two don't. So it'd be silly not to. Um, not to align with the quickest car. And I know the other boys come towards our setup on the weekend, and um, in in the past though, um, SVG has been quick, and, and we've moved towards his setup. And then Lounsey's been firing at some stages, and we moved towards his. 
no different to what PRA or, or, or Penske would do as the year goes on. So tell me, as you're standing on the Sandown podium, knowing you've got your whole team on the you know on the podium, what do you what what emotions do you have? No, I mean. It must be a great feeling, though, that the whole team has kind of worked so hard towards this result and being able to lock out all three spots must be an awesome feeling for you. Yeah, over to you, PD. Yeah, it is. I think, you know, as you stand on the podium and you look down and you just see, you know, the Triple Eight with Red Bull, uh, modern racing team, the Autobahn Lounge Racing, all, all there, um, you know, it's a pretty pretty proud moment um, because, as, as I said earlier, the amount of work... Um, that's gone on behind the scenes, um, you know, goes unnoticed. Um, we can talk about it regularly, but, yeah, they're the ones sort of crunching the hours out behind the scenes, you know, burning, burning the midnight oil to, to give us a car that, that's competitive. So, um, no, for us, um, it's, it's, a, it's a great moment, as Jamie said, you know, Sandown, there's a lot of history at Sandown. It's uh, Gold Coast is Jamie's home race and Sandown's sort of my home race. So it's all, always good to stand, uh, stand on the podium uh, in front of a home crowd. Well, I'm going to bring you here. What were your thoughts on the on the Sunday race, especially? It was just from the moment the lights went out. It was unless something something dramatic happened to car one, that car was going to win, that car looked like it was going to win the race purely on pace. Like no one else was able to stay with it. No one else. None of the the two DJR Team Penske cars clearly hadn't made a step forward after Saturday. But a, a lot of people talk about the. Um, the margin of victory and how it wasn't that wasn't a particularly entertaining race. You can't fault Triple Eight for doing a good job. You can't fault the drivers for going out there and having a mistake-free day. It's it's going to happen. Like it's it's something that it's sport. Well, exactly, Simple and that, that exactly, and that's what it's all about. It's about you know you don't want to win. You want to completely dominate. That's that's you know that's the key here. So that's the goal. Yeah, yeah. You want to win win with the least amount of effort within the race as possible. So you work damn hard outside of it. Yeah. Now, boys, one thing I do want to talk about is this the rivalry between you guys and DJR Team Penske, which seems to have, like, escalated throughout this year. It's been, it's been there or thereabouts. There's been a, a fair few things. You know, there's been some hand grenades thrown from their side, uh, you know, some calls for of whinging and all that sort of stuff. How is the rivalry from your side between the between the two? Um, we don't really um, single out um, Team Penske at all. Where you know where there's there's so the depth the, the depth of competition is huge within our sport. So um, it's it's basically we we, we go there and put our best foot forward and we, and we race everyone else. And on any given day, um, there's curveballs coming from. DJ coming from, you know, Rick Kelly's been doing a fantastic job recently. Chose Mostert is always, always stepping up. The, um, the HSV guys are doing a good job. Yeah. So there's, there's, comp, there's comp, and, and then, and then obviously Davy Reynolds and Erebus, you know, and they're, they're going to be the, the, the guys to beat again, uh, this year at Bathurst. So no, we don't single anyone out. We, we enjoy all the rivalries. Um, and we, we certainly, yeah, we enjoy the battles and more the merrier at the end of the day. Um, PD, after on uh, trackside on on post the race on Saturday, MS made a comment that you have dr- are driving better than you ever have throughout your full time career and even a co driver. What do you, do you put that down to car or is it experience or what do you think that you put it down to? I think a lot has to go down to you know Jamie, uh, you know Dado Roller, 
whole team. Um, I think the environment that Triple Eight have developed over the last 15 years is in Australia is you know the most successful touring car team in in Australia and, and if not one of the world. Um, they um, they make you understand what you need to do and and for you to do your job. Um, and I think you know one of the fortunate things for me and I guess Jamie and I's partnership. You know I have no interest in racing full time, so I guess my my sole goal is to do the job that lasts for me um, on, on a race weekend. So that might not be going as quick as what, um, you know, we can. Uh, it might be, you know, uh, doing something else. So um, I think from that perspective, you know, uh, I'm just there to, to assist Jamie to win a championship. You know, whilst I've been on record saying the endurance races, uh, the races I do, at the end of the day, um, we're a small part in, you know, 15-round championship or 16-round championship um, as we learned, or as I learned a couple of years ago, um, you know, it's one small mistake at one race, um, you know, by a co-driver can have a you know real material effect on on, on the championship. So, um, you know, hey, it's the environment that you're in. Um, obviously, you know, Jamie uh, and the team obviously provide a great car, and it certainly allows me to understand what what you need in the car for it to go quick as well. So, uh, all in all, um, you know, a bit of maturity probably goes goes there as well. Hopefully, not too much maturity, and still feel like feel like I'm young. <laughs> I'm sure the amount of hair on my top of my head, but um, as as you people point out, but uh, no, it's been been a great ride. Now, in the lead up to Sandown, Peter, you have a special house guest that comes and stay with you. Uh, what's Jamie like around your house? Probably the last time he stays, I think he didn't really appreciate my two young kids uh, waking up at five thirty. So um, it progressively got worse when they were babies. They weren't too bad. Um, no, no, he's good. No, we, we we have a good. It's good just to you know sit at home rather than a hotel room. Um, yeah, Jamie and I have been friends scarily enough probably nearly for twenty years. Um, so our our relationship goes. Uh, well before racing cars um, and we'll go well after we, we stop racing cars and we start racing, you know, scale electrics uh, with our kids one day. Um, <laughs> so um, it was actually quite a... It was, this down was, it was an interesting one. Um, Jamie, as Jamie will, you know, goes to two AFL teams. So he goes to Hawthorne and then his second team's GWS and I'm a Collingwood man. So <laughs> Friday and Saturday night, uh, we... Uh, we, we had a good good little banter on the couch. Uh, happy to say uh, that you know the Pies won and both these teams lost lose. So how's it going? Semi finals, you back two teams, you back two losers. So um, but anyway, let's not get ahead of ourselves. So uh, you know, let's hopefully see see the mighty Pies in the grand final. Well, let's just good luck del- tonight, mate. Good luck tonight for the Pies. Let's just delve into that, Jamie. How can you have two AFL teams? How does that work? No, I don't have two AFL teams. I'm Hawthorne through and through. Yeah, they're all they're all having a crack at me. I, I I do take a liking to GWS. I think they've got some potential, and uh, they're all they're all, everyone on the team's having a crack at me, thinking I, I go for two teams. <laughs> Not the case. Um, you had Earl Bamba this year to, for SVG's co-driver. What did he bring to the to the team that that you didn't necessarily get from anyone else? Yeah, Earl's a superstar. He's he's a uh, he's one of the best drivers. Um, in the world, so touring car drivers, that's, as far as that's concerned. But, um, no, 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 he brought heaps to the table. His experience, um, in, uh, you know, from coming from Porsche mainly is, uh, is pretty deep. So he was certainly contributing and, um, some of the ideas he had just, just improved the, improved the cars and the, and the way we do things. So he's been a, he's been a fantastic addition. Um, yeah, Will, what, what did you think of Bamba's performance at, uh, at Sandown? Well, it was very impressive. I think we don't see too many people come into, come into the sport 
with no experience of these specific cars come in and mis- and make a mistake-free drive and be on the pace. So, but as you boys have said, he's a class driver, so that's what we would expect from him. I was actually wondering, like, um, what? How did you boys actually rate his performance? I assume he lived more than lived up to the teams and your own expectations. Yeah, well, he was quick. Like, at Queensland Raceway on the test day before Sandown, and then at Sandown over the races, he was certainly quick enough. Um, these cars are unique, though. Like, there's no... A V8 supercar, or supercar um, is very unique to any other car in the world, so you don't expect anyone to get in and be on the pace, but but Earl pretty much was. He just... He understands it's just about... A couple of pedals and, and Ford tyres touching the ground. He gets just get got gets the most out of it. But um, I'm sure I'm sure he's, there's there's more pace to come. But his experience though, his experience with long distance races all over the world is is is, is in some way greater than, than mine and Paul's. And um, as I said, it's great to have him in the team, and there's a lot to learn from him. The, the next next round we go to the mountain. It's the the big one, the Bathurst One Thousand. Is Sandown a reliable indicator of Bathurst pace? I don't think so. I don't think so. Sandown's a standalone event. It's not a, it's not a Bathurst warm-up. It's a, it's a Sandown 500, and we all go out there and um, and, and try to win it. Um, Bathurst is, is exactly the same again. Forget about any other round. Forget about the championship. Um, it's a standalone event. Um, unfortunately for Paul and I, we... We uh, showed our, our least promising performance at Bathurst last year than what we have for the last ten years. So um, we've certainly dug into the dug into why that was, and uh, we really want to make sure that doesn't happen again this year. Now, so the strengths that your cars demonstrated at Sandown, they may not necessarily directly translate to Mount Panorama. No, well, it no definitely did last. Definitely did last year. You know, I think you know we we once again were one of the quicker cars uh, throughout Sandown last year. We had a flat tyre, um, but you know probably we certainly would have been in the top five result. We went to Sandown. I think so. We went to Bathurst and um, Jamie Crippen for wrong. You know, top ten was sort of probably where our pace was. You know, we, we struggled all weekend, and yes, whilst we made made improvements, um, you know, the rain probably helped us um, without without the engine problem we had um, from our performance wise. The PD, I have a question for you. You're, it, with CL retiring at the end of uh, this year and going into a co-driver role, this is possibly your last co-drive at Bathurst. Does that play on your mind and are you looking forward to it? And would you drive for any other team if CL pairs up with, with Jamie next year? Uh, few questions. So um, I think from my perspective, you know, post my, I guess, supercar uh, career finishing, you know, I look forward to doing a couple of GT races and whatnot. So so I certainly think I'll be at back, back at Bathurst uh, one one day um, after I stop racing supercars. Um, but in all honesty, I've been, you know, on, on the open record, you know, I've done seven, oh, this is my seventh one-year deal with, with Triple Eight. So, you know, I've been, I've been racing for my career, so to speak, uh, every year. Um, no, but in all honesty, I've only ever wanted to do uh, supercar co-driving if I could do a good job. Yep, we've done a good job this year. Um, but then on the day, though, um, I'm also cognizant of, of our life and things I want to do outside of motorsport as well. So um, Jamie, Ardy, Dado, and I, we all sit down with Couchy, I guess, you know, after after Gold Coast, and that will really determine, um, you know, what, what we do moving forward. Um, would I drive for someone else? 
Um, I, would, I wouldn't have thought so. Um, obviously, involvement with with Triple Eight is is you know very deep. Uh, I owe them a lot from uh, from my motorsport career over the last seven years, um, and uh, have a great relationship. And I'll be cheering cheering them on from the sideline uh, once I finally do stop racing. Um, Jamie, the other question I, I have for you is: next year will be your first year at Triple Eight without CL pestering you week in and week out and being around. Do you think that's going to be do you think that's going to be weird for you? Oh, in some way, for sure. But all good things come to an end. And you just look forward to the future, really. So that's, yeah, 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 that's that's the way it is. There's, there's, there's more exciting things coming up and we just keep, keep the eyes forward. Uh, I'm going to throw the, the next question out to both of you. Is what are you looking forward to about Bathurst this year? Oh. I, I, yeah, I think, you know, Bathurst is just one of those amazing races. It doesn't, you know, I think every year is probably the same. You know, Jamie and I fly to Sydney on that Tuesday morning and drive across, and uh, it's just a great vibe. You know, you get to the track, you know, you really feel uh, feel the, the history and the vibe that the mountain mountain brings brings forward in front of you. Um, and I think, you know, like everything, um, you know, you always want to put your best foot forward. So, obviously, last year is last year, and, you know, we, we really want to make sure we, we uh, bring our A game uh, to Bathurst this year. Mm. Yeah, I don't think anything stands out, and it, and it doesn't need to, because Bathurst is the, the greatest standalone event that we do um, in, in the championship. So, I'm just looking forward to everything Bathurst has to bring year in, year out. It's a, it's a massive week, the lead-up, and, um, you know, it's one of those things. I mean, I... I, I get excited about going every year. I'm just a, you know, just a regular punter. But for you guys, it must be, you know, that that build up. And when do you start thinking about Bathurst? Is it the week of? Is it straight after Sandown? Or when when does your mindset kind of change and, and look forward to the mountain? Uh, for, for me, for me, it's uh, we're just recovering from Sandown. To be honest, it's been a, it's been a long old grind of a week, and we just debriefed yesterday, so we're still in Sandown mode. But come next week, we'll we'll slightly get into Bathurst mode. But then from Monday morning onwards, the Bathurst week, you're well. Forget about anything else in your life. You're you're heading to Bathurst, and you're, and you're there to uh, you're there to do a job. So um, there's plenty of nerves. There's there's plenty of excitement, um, and yeah, we just we throw it all on the line for for the chance of uh, of doing something good Sunday afternoon. So looking looking forward to the to the challenge again. Perfect. Well, thank you, boys, for joining us. And on the lead up to Bathurst week, we've got a special three car three part Bathurst podcast, the road to Bathurst with Triple Eight Racing. So we've got Jamie, we've got you lined up for a podcast for people to to tune in across to get prepared for the Bathurst week. So we're looking forward to chatting to you to you boys then. Thank you for your time this week on the Fox Motorsport Podcast. No worries, guys. Have a good week. Awesome. Thank you. Cheers. As we mentioned, the next race on the supercar calendar is the big one, the Bathurst 1000. And, uh, well, there's plenty to look forward to this year on uh, on our Fox Sports channels with the Bathurst channel uh, back again for another year? Absolutely. Like Sunday at Bathurst is best day of the year if you're an Australian motorsport fan. I know it's, I know it's my favourite work day of the year. Um, it's it's cool that we're able to do something big around Bathurst every year, like being able to devote a full channel to motorsport. That's that's probably cool. And devoting it entirely to Bathurst. And it's nice to watch all the old races and 
especially to watch those docu- documentaries made by a certain member of this podcast who's not me. Yes, no, I'm, uh, I am looking forward. So we're putting out the Lowndes one, one of the original Bathurst Legends docos that we did. Uh, we'll roll that on Monday night, and then Tuesday night, it's the brand new one, which is looking at the crazy, crazy 2014 race. Uh, it's, uh, it's quite good. Well worth the tune in. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a good show. Speaking to, we're speaking to all the, all the drive, most of the drivers involved. Uh, yeah. Cause so much went on, so much went on that day. Like, how have you managed to jam everything that happened that, not even that day, but across that week into one hour? Like, that's, Insane, absolutely insane. But you know, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully everyone likes it. Uh, also, this year for the first time we're uh, we're showing no ad breaks for the Bathurst One Thousand. So literally, the whole race will have no ad breaks in it. Which is, uh, well, you better get your uh, your, your pit stops uh, sorted. Get all get all your uh, everything you need because there'll be no leaving the couch for the whole race. Which is awesome. Time to buy shares in catheter companies. <laughs> Yes, yes, indeed, and uh, and also we're the uh, uh, the first live sporting broadcast to be broadcast in four K. So if you have the new Foxtel IQ four box and a four K TV, uh, it's the pictures are pretty amazing. That's probably cool, isn't it? Like it's like the Bathurst broadcast over the years, like predating our involvement. You go back to the Channel Seven days; they always pushed the boundaries of what was possible with televised sport yeah you think of race cam you think of cameras embedded in the racetrack you think of pole cam like in pit stops where you could get under the car it's it's cool to be involved in in another big step of not just not just broadcasting of motorsport but broadcasting of live sport in australia i mean it's so cool that motorsport gets to be the first 4k live sport broadcast in this country absolutely that's, that's pretty awesome yeah, as well as that, we've also got uh, some virtual eye, uh, virtual stuff as well that's uh, not been done in uh, mm. in supercars before. We tested that at Sandown, and it, it looks really, really cool. So looking forward to, to rolling that out across the weekend, which would be very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's? Let's look into our crystal ball for, uh, for one second. Who's your... <sighs> who's going to win Bathurst? Yeah, who's going to win? After Sandown, and I know what the boys just said, that car pay, that all the traits that made them fast at Sandown doesn't necessarily make them fast at Bathurst, but car one has to head there as a clear favourite. Sure. They've got the two, they've got the one of the, one of, if not the best driver in the category in Jamie Wincup. They've got the best co-driver in the category, hands down, in Paul Dumbrell, the guy with the most experience and the most seat time in a supercar of any co-driver this year, Yep. with the possible exception of Macaulay Jones, who did a couple of extra races. Cool. And they have, they appear anyway, to have worked out the ZB package. The crucial point will be how that car rolls out on Thursday afternoon, whether it's quick whether it rolls off the trailer and it's in a com- in the sweet spot. But then equally, you think back, I was think- I've been thinking about this all week. When was the last time the fastest car at Bathurst won the race? I can't think of when that was. Yeah, this is a very good, go- yeah, this is a great question. I can't think of one either. Normally, you, you would think the fastest car would normally win the race. Bathurst is a whole different thing, beast altogether. 
Absolutely. I can think of a lot of instances where the fastest car didn't just not win the race, but it didn't actually make it past lap one. Yeah. You think back to 2006, that the number two HRT car of Tander and Scaife, that, like that, that is a car that rolled off the trailer and was fast. It was yeah. doing mega times, like third lap out of the gate on Thursday morning. You think back to 2015, Mostert was extremely fast on Thursday. Ooh. And that didn't, that, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. that didn't end well. That ended very badly. Um, and yeah, Jamie went, for that matter, Wincup and Dumbrell in 2016. They topped every session, every session across the weekend and came up short or admittedly crossed the line first, but didn't win the race. Yeah. So it's, so one, it's, it's one of those things like, so interviewing the drivers for 2014, a lot of the things I spoke to them about was the curse of pole. Hmm. And a lot of them were saying you don't, like, you want to go fast there and you want to be fast, but you don't want to be at the number one spot because it's hardly ever that the number one spot is the number one, uh, stands on the podium at the end of the race. It's incredible, isn't it? Like, it's, it's, like, I'm trying to think back. I think, was it, I think it might have been Tander and Davison might have been the last pole winning car to win the race. At the, at the very least, it's the best part of 10 years ago yeah. since that happened. Phenomenal stuff. Yeah. I mean, you look at... It goes to show that, yeah, it, you, as, much as, as much as we talk about it being a sprint, not a marathon anymore, just because you're the fastest sprinter doesn't mean you'll be there at the end. Yeah. Do you think that McLaughlin will be able to replicate his time from last year? It's hard, like... The conditions all <laughs> the conditions all the way up until race day last year was so spot on for quick times. You think about like it was not it wasn't too hot. It was, it was probably just the right about right temperature. Um, there were no major crashes or major um, incidents in the preceding sessions to make the track dirty or questionable at any points leading into the shootout on Sunday afternoon. That the team itself had a pretty pretty stable build up and just progressed the speed quicker and quicker and quicker until we got to Saturday morning and all of a sudden Scotty was doing low fours. Yeah, it's it's not impossible. I mean, ultimately the aim of the game is to make the cars faster year on year. So there's no reason that the cars shouldn't be that little bit quicker. The tires are essentially the same ones they went there on last year just just in like new batches so there's that that's not a variable it it's not impossible but i guess we'll see yeah uh well going into bathurst svg's extended his lead to 55 points from uh mclaughlin so he made up uh grabbed a little bit of a grab uh, at uh, Sandown, made a little bit of more, extended the, the lead even more, which is the words I was trying to say. Um, you got there, you got there. I got there in the end, yeah, thank goodness. And uh, the team's points is all Red Bull. It looks like they will wrap up, unless something disastrous happens, they will wrap up the team's championship once again. So I'm going to call that done. <laughs> call I'll tell Ryan's story you said that. Sure, he Ryan. be very pleased. Actually, I won't need to. He listens to this. Yeah, so sorry, Ryan, but yeah. The points don't lie. Um, all right. Well, that's, I think, about all we 
have time for. Let's wrap it up. Uh, don't forget we have some special uh, edition podcasts coming up in the lead-up to Bathurst. We've got the three-part special edition with Triple Eight. Uh, so speaking to Lowndes and Richo, uh, speaking to JW, who we just spoke to, uh, and Couchy, and also SVG and Shippy. Uh, and we also have a special edition with our mates, uh, Davey Reynolds and Luke Gilden. Uh, where, where, where they answer the questions that, that you sent in. So just because you didn't hear them today, don't think that they didn't get answered. Correct. Uh, yes, yeah, so that will be... So we'll uh, roll that out in the lead-up to Bathurst as well. So stay tuned for that. Uh, so if you're driving to, to Bathurst, you can put all those podcasts on... Uh, while you drive and pass the time, hopefully, and we can entertain you. And if we don't, we apologise. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the one we've done so far has been really good, so don't let us undersell that. All right. It, it was really good. Uh, cool. Thanks for your time, Will. Anytime. It's always good to speak to you. Uh, and uh, we will see everyone uh, after Bathurst, have a great Bathurst, everyone. I hope the race turns out for your favourite driver. And uh, we will wrap up the Bathurst race after then. 